And now it's time for Letter to Hong Kong with legislator Junius Ho. The following program is a personal view program. Dear Scott, persistent scorching summer days, sudden torrential downpours, and frigid temperatures in winter seem to be the new normality. Human activities are undeniably causing these extreme weather conditions because these activities generate greenhouse gases, which keep heat trapped under the atmosphere from escaping back to space, leading to all sorts of calamitous climatic conditions. Using fossil fuels such as coal and gasoline to generate electricity and to power our vehicles and jetliners. Are examples of these human activities. As a result, carbon dioxide is produced as a side effect, which accounts for a major share of all man-made greenhouse gases. To save our planet, the global communities have agreed on signing the Paris Convention, whereby we commit to reduce our CO2 emission from the level of 6.3 metric tons, as in 2005, to 3.2 metric tons by 2030. The commitment is huge and decisive. Chief Executive Carrie Lam announced in her policy speech in 2017 that the administration would launch a series of measures to promote clean and green energy, while taking a lead by allocating 500 million for installing solar power devices at over 300 government buildings. The administration would also encourage residents to set up their own clean energy devices by providing them certain incentive to do so. In April, the administration reached an agreement with two electricity companies that a fit-in tariff scheme, in short form FIT scheme, be introduced. In a nutshell, under the FIT scheme, for every watt of electricity produced by a household solar power device under 10,000 volts each year. Each electricity company will buy it at a rate of five dollars for a period of fifteen years. Attractive as it sounds, but the application for joining the FIT scheme is not straightforward. Indeed, should such installations be built contrary to existing regulations, participants may face legal consequences. In so far as the public is concerned, the response is quite encouraging. In May. A large-scale survey conducted by NGO revealed that 97% of 3,100 interviewees, especially those living in village-type houses in the new territories, expressed their willingness to join the FIT scheme, but subject to certain prerequisite conditions, namely that the duration of capital recovery should be short, and that the installation be lawfully constructed. With the help of two reputable solar power companies, which offer the required solar power generation equipment, I launched a pilot scheme in June to invite owners of village-type houses in Chunmun, Bapheng, Suntin, and Daibo to participate in a project to set up ten rooftop solar power installation models. It is always good for ones to see the real objects for themselves. The clean energy proposal is good. The fit scheme is a well-meant policy, as said. In reality, participants of the scheme are very pragmatic. They have to consider factors such as the cost of the device and installation, the safety issue, any fringe benefits such as the extra rooftop leisure area created under the structure on which the solar power device be built. 
For village-type houses in new territories, they are exempted from the building ordinance cap one two three and subject to a different regime. To a certain extent, they enjoy a greater latitude for building nineteen types of green and amenity facilities. Installation of solar power device on rooftop is already permitted and provided within those nineteen types, except that the height restriction is unclear. I am of the view that such fringe benefit should be allowed to be enjoyed by the owners under the existing green and amenities facilities applicable to village-type houses. Hence, I wrote to all the relevant government policy bureaus and departments, such as Developments Bureau, Environment Bureau, Buildings Department, Lands Department, and tried to seek for a clarification from them on this issue. Namely, to allow a rooftop structure to be built with the total covered area of no more than 35 square meters, and the height of not exceeding 2.5 meter. Unfortunately, I ran into a bureaucratic brick wall. Very often, the replies were either late or ping-ponging me amongst various departments. The overall response is unhelpful in substance. In short, they don't commit with any concrete and helpful answer to my request. As a matter of fact, apart from fighting the residents living at village-type houses, I would also urge for the extension of the plan to the minor construction works program governed under the buildings ordinance, so that similar treatment be applied to all other buildings as well. At present, it is required by law that solar power devices built under the minor construction works program is subjected to a height restriction of 1.5 meter, which is totally impracticable. Not only would it cause castrophobia to users, it would actually be a disincentive to the public to switch to using renewable clean energy. I sincerely appeal to the administration that since our chief executive has vowed to reduce carbon emission in line with the Paris Convention and to improve our environment and air quality in Hong Kong, she must be seen as taking all possible steps to make the convention work in Hong Kong. Otherwise, it may just end up with a verbal and empty statement rather than really achieving something of positive result. I can see that the public, particularly village-type house owners in the new territories, are keen to echo the call of the government to promote the use of renewable energy. If all forty thousand plus village-type houses throughout the new territories is willing to participate, it will certainly attain a huge achievement in carbon emission reduction. We certainly don't want to repeat the folly of our labor city, Macau. As they have since the implementation of the FIT scheme in 2015, only had fewer than 10 participants to join. Yours sincerely, Junius Hole.